in this morning, uh, which we're going to pray for together. There is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. And when we pray, we know that the Lord responds and the Lord moves, and there is power in prayer. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time praying this morning together. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can unite through these platforms. We thank you, Father, that we can unite uh, through social media video or through YouTube video and together be able to come in agreement. We thank you, Father, for we know that the scripture says that when two or three are gathered, you are there. And we may not be gathered physically right now, but we are uniting together in different homes all around the city and perhaps people watching in other parts of our country or our state this morning. We come together in agreement. We thank you, Father, for we know that you are an omnipresent God and you are here with me as you are here uh, with, with my family and with each person that is tuning in to this live transmission right now. And Father, even those that are tuning in and watching this after the fact, we thank you, Lord, for your victory. And we thank you, Father, for what it is that you are doing. Lord, we stand in agreement praying first and foremost for our country this morning. Lord, I pray for the situations going on in our country, the United States of America. We pray, Father, for our president, President Joe Biden and Vice President Harris. We pray, Father, for uh, wisdom upon them. We pray, Father, um, for them to walk in a relationship with you if they do not have one or rekindle the relationship if at one point they did. Father, we come against all the attacks of the enemy against us and we pray, Father, that you may intervene on our behalf as that great defense that you are, God. Lord, I pray specifically for the state of Florida in which we live and Father, I pray for our governor, Governor DeSantis, as well, Father, as every person in position of authority and leadership for the state of Florida. We pray, Father, for you to put your hand. We pray, Father, for you to direct. We pray, Father, for you to do a work in each and every one of them in this morning, wherever they might be. Lord, I pray for our global, for the, the world as a whole. And Father, as a representation, I hold on to this globe right now. Lord, specifically, and I put hands over Haiti right now in the name of Jesus. Haiti dealing with the situations of this earthquake yesterday and the aftermath of it. Uh, Father, we pray right now for you uh, to put your hand upon the Haitian people. We pray, Father, for those that are there in the island uh, working and, and, and striving to bring things uh, to a better place. We pray, Father, for them, for you to put your hand. Lord, as I rotate this globe over and put father my hand right now in the name of Jesus over the area of the Middle East Lord specifically right now the situation taking place in Kabul in Afghanistan and uh, what's taking place there with the Taliban or surrounding that last capital city father we just pray for your hand I pray for every US personnel that is being evacuated right now we pray for your hand I pray for all soldiers that are still there present and uh, those that are said to be traveling in that direction, we pray, Father, right now for your protection in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for the situations going on with this global pandemic right now as well, specifically the rise of this Delta variant. Lord, you are our healer, and we trust in you. 
Lord, I pray for the different prayer requests that have come in this morning. I stand in agreement with my brother Charles praying for his parents as they are recovering from uh, COVID. And we pray, Father, for their continued health, specifically over his mom. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, not just the, uh, from the COVID, but her mental state we begins to, to, to be regenerated in you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, as well, we pray right now for the island of Cuba. We pray, Father, for the situations taking place in Cuba, so close to our state, uh, yet so far in the circumstances and even the help that we can provide to our families and friends that are there. We pray for your hand. We pray, Father, for you to put your hand. We pray, Father, for the freedom of Cuba. Lord, we pray for uh, the continued healing of uh, Mahdi's granddaughter right now in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, for you to put your hand upon her in Jesus' name. We pray for Magda, who's in the hospital. We pray for her healing right now in Jesus' name as well. Lord, I pray for Rita and Gladys, uh, who are dealing with some uh, health issues in their lungs and kidneys. We pray, Father, for your hand right now in the name of Jesus, of healing upon them. Lord, we pray for those within our specific church community dealing right now with the effects of, of COVID-19 as well. We pray for your healing, God, for you are a God who heals. You are a God who sets free. You are a God who delivers. And we thank you, Father, for your freedom. We thank you, Lord, for your healing. And we thank you, Father, for we know that you are in control right now. In the name of Jesus, we come in agreement against the spirit of fear. And we declare that the spirit of fear has to go in Jesus' name, for it has no part in the believer. Father, us as believers, we participate not with fear. For you have not given us spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I stand in agreement with my brothers and sisters here on YouTube and Facebook. Father, declaring that we do not participate in this economy of fear. But Lord, we will walk in power, in love, and in a sound mind, which is what you give of us. Lord, I thank you for your healing. I thank you for you are in control. I thank you for your peace that surpasses understanding. I thank you, Father, for you are working. You are restoring. You are lifting up and you are doing new things. We thank you, Father, for the things that you start. Lord, you always finish and you always perfect. We thank you, Father. For you are in complete control. And we thank you, Father, for what it is that you are doing. Lord, we pray for those that right now are going through circumstance and situation beyond their personal control. Lord, all of us have things in our life that are beyond our control. And Lord, we surrender them to you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we surrender to you our cares, our worries, our doubts. And we thank you, Father, for we know that you are the one that removes the burdens. Lord, you remove from us those burdens. And we thank you, Father, for we can walk in freedom because of the relationship that we have with you. Because of what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. And we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for we know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father, for it has not even been created. You are the one that protects us. Lord, you said 
that you would not leave us orphans, Jesus. That's what you said as you were getting ready to leave this earth. He said, I will not leave you orphans, but I will send you another helper, the Paracletus, the Holy Spirit, the one that is just like you, who lives in us now. And we thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for that relationship that we have with the person of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father, for the fullness of our relationship with you. Lord, we glorify you. We exalt you. We thank you, Father, for being in our midst. And we thank you, Father, for holding us in the palm of your hand. We thank you, Father, that you have never let go of us and you never will let go of us. We thank you, Father, for what it is that you're doing. I thank you for my sister, Helen. I thank you for the renewal of her health in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for you are completely working. And we thank you, Father, for our eyes on you, fixed on you, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we want to welcome you once again for those of you that are tuned in. If you're watching this as a rebroadcast, well, we love you and we welcome you too. And uh, we know we've got some folks that are watching us via YouTube or via Facebook. At the end of the service, we're going to go ahead and pray again. So should you have something specific you want us to pray for, feel free to put it in the comment box, whether you are on YouTube or Facebook, so that we can pray for you. Because there is power in corporate prayer. And perhaps you're saying, well, how are we doing corporate prayer if we're not physically together? Well, we don't need to be physically together to stand in agreement because God is there with you the same way that he is here. You know, this week I, I've been meditating on a specific word. And um, it started on Wednesday morning. I was um, going through some personal things. And I was sitting in my backyard. I, I, I like sitting outside, especially when it's raining and um, overlooking the lake. Um, and I like to see the currents change and the different stuff. And, and I was sitting there... Uh, pondering on the circumstances and the things going on in in our personal lives at the moment and I remember kind of just almost being in a state of of, of um, I don't want to say freaking out but I was a little concerned and worried and as I'm there watching it rain and thinking about these circumstances the rain ceased and suddenly this most beautiful and largest one of the largest rainbows i have seen just showed up from from one edge of the lake all the way to the other this beautiful rainbow and not just the one rainbow but actually a double rainbow with the colors inverted right on top of it and uh in the minute that i saw that rainbow i felt an overwhelming rush of god's peace come over my life and I felt an overwhelming rush of his peace because of what the rainbow represents now if you weren't familiar you don't know specifically what the rainbow represents well the rainbow is the sign of the covenant that God made with all of mankind and with earth and how many of you know that that includes you and it includes me and that's the word that just hit me on Wednesday morning that I've been meditating on all week. It's the word covenant. And I actually want you to do something right now. If, if you're watching, I, I want you to comment and put type in the word 
covenant. Right there in your comment box, try in the word covenant. And I want you to go ahead and think about what covenant. The word covenant means an agreement. It's what it is. And in biblical terms, when we're thinking about covenant, we're talking about agreements between God and us. And can I tell you something? God has never gone back on a covenant. God has never, ever, 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 ever broken a covenant. As a matter of fact, if God was playing that five-finger game with us, he could go ahead and say, I've never, ever, ever broken a covenant. And guess what? We'd all have to put a finger down, and God wouldn't. Why? Because God has never broken a covenant. We have. We've reneged on the covenant we've made with him, but God has never gone against a covenant with us. The first time we see the word covenant in scripture is actually found in Genesis chapter 6, when God is telling Noah to go and build this ark and telling him that they're going to go into the ark. God tells Noah this, I will establish my covenant with you and with your children when you enter the ark. Church, that means that the first instance of covenant, what it represents from God to you and me, is his protection. We have protection because of the covenant we have with God Almighty. That is something that brings peace. That is something that brings joy. See, I was starting to focus on circumstance and problems and health as opposed to focusing on the one who's promised to never leave me or promised to, 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 to be with me. And when I saw that sign of the covenant, his overwhelming peace came upon me. And I don't know what you're dealing with this morning, but I do know this. If we are alive and if we are breathing, issues arise. But the covenant with God always remains. He always keeps up his end of the bargain. He always is with us. He never lets go. He opens doors. He heals. He restores. He delivers. He guards. He protects. And what is it that you and I need to do is we need to focus on what it is that we are meditating on. Anybody who knows me or has seen me move knows that Rhythm and I don't have a good relationship. All right. So um, I don't have much rhythm. And um, my wife, on the other hand, she's got rhythm and she feels the beat. She tells me things sometimes like, can you just feel the beat? I'm like, nope, feel nothing. Got zero squat. And even though I've got none of this rhythm because she enjoys uh, dance and things of that nature, I've I've watched these different shows, I mean, so you think you can dance, uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, all these different things. And something that I've learned as I've watched all these shows is that when a dancer is spinning, in order for he or her to not get dizzy, they need to focus on one particular point on every spin. I was actually watching a movie with my girls the other day and it was about dance because they love dance too. And uh, this dance teacher was trying to teach these young kids how to spin and not go dizzy. And they had these different points on the walls of the dance studio. And as the girls would spin, she would yell, blue circle, blue circle. And it meant that they need to focus on that blue circle as they spun so that they would not get dizzy. 
And can I tell you something? I was getting a little dizzy in my personal walk because I wasn't keeping my eyes on he that is holding me. And that's what I felt the minute that I saw that rainbow. The fact that I needed to recalibrate and put my eyes... And, and actually, I want you to jot this down because I wrote this note. See, depending on what you focus, you either receive or lose your peace. I'm going to say that one more time. Depending on what you keep your focus, you will either, either receive or lose your peace. And it reminded me of the scripture of what Paul writes in Philippians chapter number 4. And I'm going to read that this morning here in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse number 6, where he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Again, look what it says. In everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. It will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Look at the two things specifically that God's peace is guarding. Our heart. The Bible says that from our heart springs forth life. It says our guards, our mind, because church, where our mind goes, we are going to follow. What we begin to think about, what we begin to meditate on, that's where we're going to focus. And if we lose the focus as we spin, we will get dizzy and we will fall down. But don't we know that we serve a covenant God who loves us so much that even when we fall, like Peter did, will extend the hand to lift us right back up out of that rut and walk us right back into the safety of the boat. That's what I felt on Wednesday morning. God grabbing my hand and walking me right back to the safety of the boat, which he told me to get on to begin with. And the peace of God. And so what are we supposed to think about? What are we supposed to meditate on? What are we supposed to do? Well, if you continue reading... In Philippians chapter 4, right after it says, it says, finally. In other words, okay, so when you've done this, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate. Think about these things and then look at what Paul writes these things which you learned and received and heard and saw learned received heard and saw in me these do and the God of peace will be with you if you've got a highlighter on your Bible pull it out and I want you to highlight the word and these do. The book of James tells us that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Hearing it, knowing it, and not doing it makes it 
as good as nothing. You do nothing knowing it. You do nothing hearing it. You do nothing watching it if you don't do it. We need to do it. Do what? Focus on the God of covenant. Do what? Focus on what is pure and noble and true and praiseworthy of a good report. Focus on Jesus in the midst of your storm. Focus on the one that holds you. Focus on the one that promised and the one that never breaks a promise. Focus on Him. And no matter if we're spinning, no matter what we're doing, we will be okay because He never breaks a promise. It reminds me as well, as we think about covenant, about what Jesus said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is one of Jesus' most famous passages, right? We find it in Matthew. And at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he looks and he says this. He says, rain's coming, wind's going to blow, and issues are going to happen. And you are going to experience a result of what you do or don't do. Well, Pastor, that's not what Jesus said. Well, yeah, it kind of is. Because if you remember specifically what he said, he said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will account him as a wise man who built his house on the rock. That when the rains came, the winds blew, the house remained. But he who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will account him to be a foolish man who built his house upon the sand that when the rains came and the winds blew, the house fell and great was its ruin. Do you notice the sole difference? He who does it and he who does not. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've fallen in the does not category like Wednesday. But God's covenant sign that he would never destroy the earth by rain again, that rainbow, is all that I needed to be reminded of his mercy, his grace, his protection that said, go be a doer. Begin to refocus on what I say. Not on the world says, not what on problem says, not what on the news says, not on what any other thing says, other than what I say. And this morning, my biggest thing that I want to share with you is the fact that you have covenant with an everlasting God that will never ever let you go. An everlasting God that fulfills every single promise. To give you rest, to heal you, to deliver you, to restore you, to save you, to give you the right words to say when you're entering that business meeting and you don't know what to say. It was part of one of my, my Bible readings yesterday in the book of Acts when one of the disciples or the apostle says, I don't know what I'm going to say and, the Holy, and, and, and what God tells him is, you don't need to worry about what to say. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say at the right moment. That covenant 
Hallelujah. We thank God for that covenant. When you think about the intelligence and magnitude and power of man. Stay here with me for a second, okay? Regardless of the brilliance of mankind, the advancement of technology and all kinds of things, we can't put a rainbow in the sky. Yeah, you can go to your backyard, get a hose, create a mist, and make it look like a rainbow. But the only thing that puts a rainbow in the sky is the combination of rain and the sun. And the thing that ties them together is our position. Watch this. The sun has to be shining from behind you and the water has to be leaving from in front of you for there to be a mix that allows you to see the everlasting covenant of God. Church, if you can't see it right now, you need to change position. We need to change position so that we have the light of the sun shining. So that we see what is in front of us disappearing because the sun is shining. And that promise of God upon you and upon your children and upon your descendants and upon your finances and upon your health, every single one of those promises will come into full fruition because we serve a covenant God. And the last thing that Jesus did with his disciples before going to the garden and being arrested was partake in communion at the Lord's Supper, if you remember, where he looked and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. And what does that mean? It means that he was bruised and broken for us to receive peace and healing and restoration. And then he took the cup and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. An everlasting covenant by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus. That not only brings us salvation, although if it was just salvation, it would be good enough. But it doesn't just only bring us salvation. It brings healing, restoration, deliverance, freedom from bondage and addiction and, and disease and strife and stress. Covenant. And I want to remind you that you and I are under covenant when we make a relationship with Jesus, with God, through the person of Jesus Christ. When you enter marriage, we get a ring. That is the sign of my covenant with my wife. God put a rainbow in the sky as a sign of the covenant that he would not destroy earth again. Our covenant sign in this new covenant after we come to Jesus is water baptism. If you've never been water baptized, you need to do that. That is the sign of the covenant. The spiritual circumcision in our lives that removes all that brokenness and all that stuff that only He can remove surgically. We walk into the freedom and the fullness that we have in Him because He's a covenant God. And this morning, before we close and 
prayer. I actually, I'm going to lead you through how to partake in communion. And I don't want you to run and get communion elements right now. I, I'm going to lead you through it. Because what I want you to do, if you res recall what the scripture says, it says that you and I are a royal priesthood and every single home. And if I'm doing math right as I'm watching this, we've, we've got about 45 homes that are watching this right now. In each and every one of those homes, there is a priest of that house, the head of that family. And I want you to lead your family in communion this morning. When we're done, we're going to put some worship on, go get the elements from your kitchen, some bread, some juice, whatever it is, and stand in agreement with your family and lead them through communion which we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I'm going to lead you through it now, and then we're going to close in prayer, and I want every single person to partake in communion with their family in their home. And actually, take a picture of yourselves afterwards and post it online and let people know we've got covenant. And this is what it says, 1 Corinthians 11 Verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Partake together. And I thank you, Jesus, For healing upon our bodies. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We thank you, Jesus, for that new covenant. The new covenant. Salvation, restoration, healing, deliverance, freedom. We thank you for that covenant. In Jesus' name. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Church, you can do this representation of that new covenant with your home or with your family in your home. Lead. Let's lead our families with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, our healer, our deliverer, he who gives us freedom, he who has never let go and will never let go. He who has us in the palm of his hands. I love you guys. Let me pray for you. And next Sunday we'll see you back at the building where we will be praying over every child going back to school. And we'll also be distributing supplies to anybody who needs for that back to school. But Father, we glorify you and we thank you for this time. This last 30 minutes or so where we've prayed and dug into the word. Lord, we thank you for the everlasting covenant. 
We thank you for the fact that you are a covenant God who does not go back on his word. We thank you, God, for you are a God who is still in the healing business, who is in the deliverance business, who is in the freedom business. We thank you, God, for you are in control of our lives. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for health. Lord, myself, my family, those that are right now battling anything, whether it be from this pandemic to cancer or kidney disease, lung disease, heart disease, barrenness, we declare your supernatural healing right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for you are touching people right now in homes all across that are watching this service together. I thank you, Father, for healing, healing and restoration. We thank you, Father, for your freedom. And we thank you, Lord, for we know that you are in control. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. And if you need anything, let us know how we can serve you. Stay safe and remember that God is good and that he's a covenant God. God bless you and we'll see you soon.